Good morning, everybody. Let's get out of bed, go for a walk, listen to some of this research, and get pumped up to make the most of today. So we've started our new weekly women's research review. So if you sign up, if you go on the website, turtlemethod.com, scroll to the bottom, put your email in, you'll get it every Thursday. It's a free newsletter. We break down three research studies that either are all on women or include a significant amount of women and we can get the data just on women because there are obviously some differences. So the first thing I wanna cover is there's a study done, right? How does lifestyle choices impact you? A 2018 study explored the impact of adopting five different low-risk lifestyle factors. So one of them is never smoking. The second one is staying in the normal BMI range. Third one is getting at least 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous intensity of physical activity a day. So that could be like a 30-minute brisk walk or whatever. It doesn't have to be hardcore. Four is low-risk alcohol consumption. So like, you know, maybe a couple or whatever a week. And the fifth one is high diet quality score, quantified using the alternate healthy eating index score. Right? Let me explain this. So people who adopted all five low risk healthy lifestyle behaviors had a projective like life expectancy of thirteen years more. Fourteen years for females, twelve point two years for males. Think of mental is. So, never smoking, or just not smoking. Having your bo- like making sure your body weight remains stable in a sense, and it says about the normal BMI range, and it's going to be different for everyone. But just being able to stay in in a specific body rate, weight, like I said before on the podcast, is actually more damaging to your health to keep losing a lot of weight, putting it back on, versus just staying the same weight, even if you're overweight, and then losing the weight slowly and making sure it does come off, and you don't have these massive be- like the body. If you think about this evolutionary, humans have never had the opportunity to be able to pile on loads of fat and lose loads of fat in like rapid time because we just didn't have the resources just eat all those foods but because we got the resources now it's very kind of like i don't like to, i don't like to use the word unnatural but it's very like modern very new like on the evolutionary clock this is like in the last 70 years we've had access to like maybe less to these foods that enable us right then you've got low alcohol consumption Right, it does play a factor, guys. So, like, I know we all want a balanced lifestyle, but it would do us all a world of good if we did cut down our alcohol consumption a bit. Um, and then a high diet quality score, right? So, all five increased your life expectancy as a woman by 14 years, right? For those who adopted all five low risk factors, the researchers predicted life expectancy at age 50 years or 43 years, and for women, for women, and 37 for men. So, like, if you did smoke, if you did drink a lot of alcohol, la la la, um, your life expectancy is, is lower, right? And I think just that's quite a nice thing to know because it's so they, these things aren't hard to do. They they're just habits we do. I was sitting on the bench in the park uh, a few days ago, and I sit next to this guy, old man, and he picked the he was, someone phoned him, and he sounded like Prince Charles, like King Charles, sorry. I just said to him, you've got an amazing voice. <laughs> like, your voice sounds like, you know, like royalty. He's like, ah, I was born in Africa, in the empire. <laughs> I was like, right. I just had a chat into him and he's like, got a cigarette out or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I've tried to stop. I don't even like smoking. He's like, I don't even like it. I've stopped for a few years. And I'm like, so why do you do it then? He's like, it's just a habit. I don't even like it. I just, it's just a habit thing for me, you know? So you can, a lot of these little habits are, uh, 
get ingrained and we don't even some we don't even like them but they, we keep doing them right so that's why in the octagon challenge octagon three the first four weeks is going to be a habit boot camp so we're going to do book club but the habit boot camp separate so there'll be four weeks of like going through tasks and how to look at our habits make new ones break bad ones and stuff because it, it is a massive player in our health so if we can start automate like one-off purchases can change your habits forever like if you think about it if you think about where you spend most of your time, so I spend most of my time in my office, in my living room, uh, sometimes in my bedroom, not really. Um, <clears throat> walk in a loop around where I live, and that's pretty much it. So if I wanted to get a habit of drinking more water, I should put a bottle of water in my office, I should put a bottle of water in my living room where I sit to watch TV in the night or I go and read. I should put a bottle of water next to my bed, right? Because if I see it, I will get reminded and I'll drink it. If you want a journal, have a journal in all three areas. So you, when you see it, you can do it. Do you know what I mean? Or if it's like something you want to be reminded yourself of, like to be mindful or whatever, have like a note in each area where you can see it. Like these things where you just one-off things you can do can help change your behavior because of the environment as well. Right, so changing environment or uh, like alter altering the environment can change behavior, and sometimes you can just do a one-time purchase, and it can change your behavior for good. You know, like for example, you could completely change your habits if you were say you know your the example is you drive to work every day, it's forty minutes drive. You work in a like you work in an office and you drive back. If you move, I'm not saying obviously this is not easy to do. I'm not. It's not like an actual thing you should actually take advice on, but. For just as an example, say you then changed job and then you lived in a city in the middle and you didn't couldn't have a car anymore, but then your office was 25 minutes away, but the tube was 40 minutes away, right? You're now going to walk every day or at least cycle someone. So you've completely changed how you go to work. Your lifestyle is completely different. You are now way more active. And it's just because you changed location, you know? And that's obviously a hard thing to do, but just think of things in those sense, like even in your house, in your home environment, what can you tweak? that would change your behavior because it all comes down to that, right? So we all obviously want to live longer and longer, healthier lives. And I think the beauty is people, our kind of era, say the last 20 years with health, and I asked this, the old guys, I was like, when did, like, you, you didn't go to gym and stuff when you were younger. It wasn't a thing, was it? He's like, no, no. I think in the 80s, maybe 90s, the gym started coming in and some people went. I think where this last 20 years, 15 years is actually when, it's just adopted mass scale. It's very normal and it's kind of expected for people to do some training or something, right? So I feel like we've got a good opportunity as this generation to extend um, life and not have like 60 being like, you know, horrible health condition, but 60 could be, you feel the same at 60s, did it fit 40s type of thing. You're active, you move in. That's, that's obviously possible, you know? I saw a TikTok of a 92-year-old man who's like, I've got a better back than you guys. And he's like, he's like bending back, he's doing rolls, and he says every morning he wakes up and he does stretches. He like stretches down, he does the, to the, to the hip stretches to the left, to the right, and he does like, you know, hands above his head and he does some stretches every day. He's 90, whatever he was, and he was so mobile. You know, and it's just like a five, 10-minute habit he's built in that's literally made sure his back is happy days for decades after where we usually expect oh once you hit 60 you're gonna go down hill why if we look after the, the our, our body and we do these habits 
And the beauty is it doesn't have to be huge things. This is the thing. You don't have to do 60 minutes of stretching a day. It could just be 10 minutes a day. You don't have to do a workout every day. You can do three workouts a week, two workouts a week, and just walk the rest. This is the beauty of it, and it's this exciting, because this means that with minimal time, with the right habits, you can completely change your health for good, for the long term, if you realize that, right? So that one, yeah, so obviously, just to cover that one, women's lifespan was get, was was impacted better than men um, if those healthy behaviors were adopted. Um, and if you look at the stats as well, in 2013, UK health concerns, 78% of UK adults have concerns about their health going into 2023. 75% of UK adults admit they've been prioritizing other people's physical and mental health. And top five health worries were weight, mental health, not enough exercise, being physically fit and unhealthy diet, you know, the classics. That's from Bupa Health Clinics Research. So next steps really is, can you limit alcohol? So whatever you are drinking now, can you limit, can you have a few less every time you drink? Can you do, 10 minutes in the morning of some yoga pilates. I know Sophie mentioned on the radio, Sophie Hazelhurst, that she was doing 20 minutes of yoga daily. You know, it's not too strenuous, it's moving. Massive impact, I was doing 20 minutes of pilates before, every day, uh, I need to get back into it. You know, when I was doing it, I felt great, and you know, life comes, smacks you in the face and all that stuff. But even if you can't do it in the morning, can you do it at lunchtime, can you do something, right? Making sure you're having a flexible approach to eating is another thing you can do, because if you're going to go rigid, you're likely to binge more. And if you binge more, you're gonna go into these cycles and these cycles are not gonna be good for you, right? And then resistance training, 20, 30 minutes, three times a week, boom, job done. Just make sure the weight is decent, right? So that's exciting. Next one, stress on women's health, right? So what is stress? It's just your body being knocked out of balance, or homeostasis is called. Stresses can be anything, environmental, physical activity, mental stress, all of that can add into your stress bucket, because it's called allostatic load. Too much of this over the long term could cause very, a lot of negative impacts. Cortisol is a hormone, a stress hormone, released when obviously you have a stress response. It helps our body handle stress, gives us energy, fights inflammation. Cortisol is helpful in small amounts, but terrible chronically, right? So too much of it for too long is gonna cause huge issues. And that's the thing we need to watch out for. We need to be able to use our stress response for what its purpose was, which is those acute stressors, they come, but they're not always there. It comes, you need to turn it on, boom, energy, utilize energy, adrenaline, let's go, saved my life, ran away, did something, and you know, that's the response, and it's perfectly optimized for that. But it's not perfectly optimized for sitting down, playing things over and over in your mind, adrenaline is running, heart rate's racing, but you're just sitting down all day thinking about the stress, right? So short-term, acute stress reduces appetite. Long-term stress, chronic stress, increases your appetite, right? So you can try and see, oh, if I'm stressed, am I, does my appetite go or is my appetite worse? And maybe if your appetite is higher, your hunger levels are higher when you're stressed, you might have chronic stress, not um, stress, acute stress. That's just something you might wanna look into. But women and men have different ways of responding to stress, all right? Women tend to have a weaker stress response compared to men, which protects the fetus during pregnancy. And women are more likely to suffer from autoimmune diseases and depression, whilst men are more likely to have heart disease or infectious diseases due to a stronger stress response. 
Women's stress response triggers a tend and befriend response, meaning they care for and protect their children and form social bonds with other women to decrease stress levels. Women subjectively experience more stress, but it's unclear if this shows up in actual increase in the stress hormone cortisol. And the response to psychological stress varies depending on the type of stress, with women showing a larger response to social rejection and men showing a larger response to tasks that require performance. Women and men have different levels and ways of releasing cortisol, the stress hormone. Right, so women release less cortisol than men, but it reaches higher peaks and stays in the bloodstream for a longer time, which means that stress can have a longer lasting effect on women than men, not good. Women's bodies also have a harder time stopping cortisol release when the levels are high, which can lead to even more stress. And women may face more overall stress in their daily lives, like work, taking care of the home and children, and societal pressures to look good, right? So reproductive hormones and the stress response. Our bodies respond to stress differently for men and women due to different hormones. Estrogen, which is found more in women, can cause a higher stress response in women to, t- to certain types of stress. But the role of the other hormone called progesterone is still being determined in how it affects stress response. During a certain phase of a woman's menstrual cycle, the stress response is elevated and may be due to the increase in progesterone, right? So the cortisol stress hormone can get increased in women with problems with their menstrual cycle like amenorrhea, like not having a period, right? That can happen. Women who use hormonal birth control pills may have a different amount of cortisol in their bodies, but the research on this is not clear. And women with a condition called PCOS also have a different response to cortisol, which makes their bodies produce more testosterone, which can lead to a cycle of creating more cortisol and hormones. And as women get older, they tend to have a higher stress response, but hormone replacement therapy can lower it. Also exercising regularly can help reduce a stress response too. And that is from the women's book, volume one by Lyle MacDonald in 2017. So covered a bit of that. This is in the, the email coming out today. There's more information on it. Um, so it's important to know the, the, the things we covered today. Five things have, in the studies, you know, they're not cause and effect, but they are probably strong links, correlation. Small things each day can make a big difference to your life expectancy and quality of life. Let's get on it. Let's be serious about it. This is why BJ Fogg, the number one behavior scientist in the world, says that you should celebrate the small stuff because the small stuff is the big stuff. He's like, damn right you should celebrate that you've remembered to drink some water. Damn right you should celebrate that you've remembered to go for a walk in the morning. Damn right you should celebrate when you've journaled, right? Because that is the life-changing stuff. Well, there, there is nothing beyond that that is life-changing. It is those things over time, and then it's just life-changing, right? So let's celebrate the small stuff because that's the big stuff. And remember, like, if we do zoom everything back to today, as in this one-day-at-a-time approach... It is really the only way to feel less overwhelming, overwhelmed by life. Because if you think in weeks and months and stuff, you're like, oh, this year I've got to do this and that, right? It overwhelms you. You think in time, you think in the future, right? We have to think of now. Of course, you can plan for the future. This doesn't mean you should not plan or look into the future. But it means you must remember to bring back your attention and awareness to now and see what I can do right now. What can I do today? Because often we're just procrastinating. You know, we think we've got to get perfection. We've got to start with perfection. We have to have the perfect plan and this and that. But you don't. You can just start. 
How much? How many of you here have gone for a walk and felt amazing after it? How many of you here didn't want to do a workout but then did one and felt unreal and thought, why don't I just do workouts and I feel terrible because I feel so good after it? You know, how many more times do I have to do this to prove it to myself? How many more times do you have to journal for 10 minutes to understand that it's so helpful to get your thoughts out on paper? Billy Joe Davis did it last week after coming on the radio. A lot of life stress. He went and journaled and he felt like a weightlifter off his shoulders. These are the things that matter, that work. There is no magic thing, it's these things. Stop looking for the magic pill. Stop thinking it's the thing that's not the thing. For example, like, you might think it's because you've got, uh, maybe you've got, uh, you've got an uh, allergy to, to eggs and that's why you can't lose weight, or it's salt is the problem, or you haven't got the perfect, like, uh, routine done yet you haven't got the perfect plan for yourself yet you got, there's always something people think is, you haven't got the perfect pill that's going to help with your gut and all this stuff it, it's got to be one of them things it's not ne none of those things it's never been any of those things the people that get the success in this life realise that and they just wipe all out from their vision they're not even pulled in by it they don't even get tempted by it because they know it's all, that is the that's the fake path, the choice of Hercules, that's the fake path. Hey, listen, take this easy path. Look, just this one pill will help you. Take this pill, you sorted. This is all your problems in this one pill. No, this is one thing. No, it's not. It's none of that. It's actually turning up every day and doing the small things. And if that's boring to you, then you're missing the point. Do you know what I mean? If you keep thinking, why am I making any changes? Well, are you doing the small things day to day? Do you need a personalised training plan for athletes when you can't even train three times a week consistently? No. You know, when you look at these things, like, oh, I need to... You, could, you should only need a, a, a personalised training plan, guys, if you can show you've done six to eight weeks of hitting the same programme, right, three, four times a week consistently for six to eight weeks, looking at the data, looking at your results, looking at your strength, looking at all those data, then making tweaks from that and being consistent, saying, right, I'm going to add another workout in, or I'm going to make this tweak, right? I'm going to reduce my rep range and see what happens. Then you can test it. But most of us listening here do not consistently train all those times. We don't train three times a week consistently for weeks and weeks on end like athletes do. They have to, everything they do is, they have to eat the same stuff, this hit macros all the time. They're very specific, specific, <laughs> specific. Training is very specific. they got to turn in, they're like machines, guys. They're like machines, and because they're like machines and they hit it every single day, the data scientists can look at the data and make the tweaks and make it personalized. But if you can't have the consistency, you can't do the personalization. You just gotta get consistency. That's 80% of your results. As us mere mortals who are not the athletes, we hit three workouts a week, 80, go as heavy as you can, 80% of our results will come from our happy days. That's such good news. So why don't we crack on with trying to be consistent in that sense as opposed to trying to think we've got to buy the perfect plan and follow the perfect, most like unique, different, complicated system because it's all a fugazi and it's taking your attention away from the real thing. So focus on the real thing today. Get your one big thing done and I'll see you all soon.